Blog Talk Radio. Absolutely. It is your time. It is declared. It's etched in stone. But it's up to you. Listen, our returning guest, we're going to introduce him in just a moment. And our commentator, co-host, is Dr. Lois Foreman, Jr., and I'm going to uh, turn it over to him just for this moment here. And we want to, you know, prayerfully uh, surround our precious uh, sister, uh, Lydia Iniosa, and uh, during this particular day. She's not with us on the broadcast, and there are matters that she's attending to concerning family, and we love her to life. So, Lydia, he's got you. All right. Dr. Foreman. Amen. Good morning, listening audience, and uh, those of you guys who are joining us all around the country. I'm going to lift a quick word of prayer. We thank you, Father, for this time that we've come together on your program, on your agenda, Father God, to increase, Lord, uh, the kingdom, Father God, to be a blessing to the community. Lord, now we ask you to just continue, Lord, to stand and make your presence even more known with one who stands for you each and every week, Lord, that being Lydia Edahosa and her family, Father God. Guide up through this moment, Father God, of uh, urgency, Lord, and again, we claim victory in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you right now, Father God, for the outcome, the testimony, and the praise report that shall come from the situation, Lord. Now bless us today, God, as we go into this broadcast, Lord, just illuminate our understanding, Father God, and bring, Father, to light those things that you would like to share, Father God, that truly, God, we can help the people of God get their money and keep their money in the black, Lord. We thank you for it and count it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. I tell you, if everyone listening and those who come into the podcast after the broadcast, all you'll have to do is just simply breathe, exhale. That's all you need to do because it's a brand new day. Now, offline, uh, we were chatting with our guest, and he is a returning guest. And uh, listen, his name is on the chair at the table, and uh, that's important, that relationships, that these are folks you can count on, folks that you can set your clock to, get insight from, and 
not only that, they have all of our guests take it to another level. They say, listen, you can contact them via the information that they provide, and you can also inbox us while you're listening to the broadcast. If you are doing it online and right at the bottom of the broadcast, there are social media links going right into Facebook. You can make your comment and we'll be real time. And if you are listening via Internet and uh, you're just, you know what, all you know is I need to call in, then do so when you get a moment. Don't jeopardize the job. (laughs) Don't jeopardize driving. (laughs) However, the number is 646-595-3620. Now, this king, Philip Porter, we are dubbing him as 50 cents, 50, not 50 cents. Wake up, it's Monday. Amen, amen. 50% Dr. Philip Porter. And if that has got you just thrown, all you have to do is type in Porter in our podcast channel, and his name will come up. Listen, he was on the broadcast previously with his gorgeous, beautiful, spirited queen, and yeah, uh, during that yeah. broadcast, you'll understand it. It'll make yeah. so much sense to you while we say 50% Dr. Philip Porter. You know what? <laughs> Go ahead and <laughs> greet everyone, well, Dr. Porter. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you very, very much. I'm excited, and I greatly am humbled and appreciative that you invited me back on your program this morning. And my wife, Dr. Janice Porter, is sending her greetings greetings as well. So this morning we're excited to talk about maximizing your money, and hopefully we can share you some tips and some experiences uh, as being a loan officer with the Neighborhood Development Center in St. Paul, Minnesota, and some of our personal experience as the president and CEO of Generations United, which is a family-owned business. So hopefully with that, we're excited, and uh, we're just looking forward to a great show with great hosts. Thank you very much. Absolutely. All right. Dr. Foreman, you know, as I think about just the multiplicity of his uh, sphere, you know, his sphere of influence, there's so much to this dynamic couple and individually. If we could, would you please introduce the aspect of this king as it relates to the book, the journal that he and his wife uh, have put together for the sole purpose of our village and those throughout the nation, the industry, whether it be political structure, whether it be financial structure, it does not matter, and even spiritual structures. So would you go ahead and introduce that aspect of him? Yes, I will. Again, awesome. Uh, We are so blessed today to have uh, our brother with us, the 50 percent doctor, uh, Philip Porter. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> we, we dub him that, and you got to do your research. I'm not give you the whole game today, but 
Uh, we dubbed him that, and again, his story is down there online. But in addition to being a loan officer with the Neighborhood Development Center, uh, Philip again is an entrepreneur, as he shared before. He um, he has a family-owned business, and we talk about family. Most of us think, well, him, his wife, maybe his immediate children, but no, what uh, Philip has been blessed to do and bring to the landscape of um, our society, uh, the business, uh, the church arena, is to bring um, a vision for your family, uh, multi-generational, um, all across the country, wherever they may be, connected to put those family lines and ties together to be able to get behind a singular vision, to be able to increase the family, to empower the family, to place the family in the marketplace collaboratively together, using the gifts, the talents, the abilities um, of all of those family members who want to get behind a unified vision to cause increase. And if you get his book, um, I think it's Vision for Your Family book and then Vision for Your Family workbook. If you get those tools, it will help you to actually create a vision for your family, how to enroll them, how to um, enlist them, how to impart to them in ways that they'll be able to come alongside one another and to be able to do that. And um, the thing that's really so powerful about that is, uh, again, you know, it's taking that God-given resource of family and putting it to work for the family, and everybody gets elevated. That's the real, that's the real magic, if you will, of it. Uh, everybody gets elevated. So people are doing what they do in terms of their personal life, going to another level for their skill sets. They're getting their degrees. They're getting their credentials. Uh, they, they're plugging into the family corporate structure, learning how to create, operate in those C-level positions, those key-level positions within corporations, and then their own individual dreams are being fulfilled because there's a pull for them all to be better, be more, and make a contribution uh, in, into that family. So, uh, you know, again, we are we're blessed to have him. That's why he's here. Uh, of course, he's a man of faith. He and his wife are both uh, heavily involved in ministry. And again, they want to bring you God's best. So, strap your seatbelt on, open your ears wide and your spirit wide to receive today. And certainly, don't feel afraid to come to chime in by asking a question or making a comment to make sure you leave today's broadcast with all that you need to keep your money in the black. Amen. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd like to do this. This is a little different today, but that's the way it's supposed to be. I want this king to take a moment and just, you know, 30 seconds, whatever. There's something burning that I know you want folks to know as we jumpstart them and clear the air for them to be able to receive this impartation of wisdom and clarity and the insight that we have purposed for the business of Monday Money Talk, the Black Money Team, Black Money Team, and those are all hashtags, hashtag Monday Money Talk, hashtag Black Money Team. So 
Amen. Praise the God. Praise the Lord. I always like to start out and say, with God, all things are possible, and that we all must walk by faith. And we start out with those two things just right there. With God, all things are possible. Because I hear all the time from families, I can't work with my family. Our family can't do this. Our family can't do that. And I say, hold on now. Hold on. We said maybe your family can't, but through God, your family can. And I just share them, we are that example of with God, all things are possible. And if you're willing to, you know, to stick with the Lord and walk in faith, because many times you have to walk in faith before the visible reality of maximizing your money actually comes to reality. But you've got to step out on faith first. And then if you do that collectively as a family, will you all always agree? No, that's not posed. It's not going to ever be like that. But you can all be on the same page and the same vision and learn how to walk together. In spite of our you know, short-term disagreements, we know with God all things are possible, and we would just walk and trust in the Lord that our family purpose will come through fruition. So just a quick little thing I just wanted to share. Dr. Foreman. Yes. Yes, I'm here. Yes, Dr. Foreman, go ahead, and let's jump start this. <laughs> you know, yeah, again, as you're saying, Apostle, we're kind of going a little bit different path than we at least envision in our mind, but I think it's so timely, you know, as Philip just brought out, it brought back to a conversation I was having yesterday. We've got a major event coming up this fall, and we were doing some planning, and I've got my family and my leaders around the table, and uh, we, I had one idea in mind as quote unquote divisionary. You know, this is the goal we should be shooting for. You know, this is what I want to have. And you know, sometimes you know, as a as a as a visionary leader, as a dad, as a patriarch of the family, uh, as the pastor, <laughs> you, you, uh, yeah. get little, you get your little whip and, and your your little mental whip going in your mind. You know, well, I'm just going to crack the whip, and we're going to get this goal done. And it's made the huge thing that I was trying to get done. Um, and I'll be transparent just for clarity. So, you know, I'm having an event. You know, the target goal was for 5,000 attendees at this event. And um, we said, okay, you know, you know, let's make this happen this year. Um, the team said, okay, what do we got to do to make that happen? So we're having a brainstorming meeting about that. And the team comes back and says, you know, we're with you, Pastor. We're with you, Dad. Whatever you want to do, Um We'll do that, you know, and one of our observations as we did a SWOT analysis was we're coming up on summer. Folks in Minnesota got, you know, 90 days, 100 days of nice weather. They don't want to be really taking a long haul every day to try to get something done because they want to get out and enjoy the lake, the cabin, whatever. So long story short, they said, well, how about a counter? Why don't we commit to doing, you know, 1,000 or 1,500 at, at an event in September and then grow this through the fall, through the spring, so that we're coming out next year at that 5,000. Now, my first thing, I was hurt. I was upset. I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm the vision. I'm trying to give you this, da 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 And, you know, what? I what the, I just took a moment to pause, took a deep breath, and, and the Lord said, you can't be mad. These folks mm-hmm. are committed to getting you 1,500 people. <laughs> 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 and for for you for an event that will happen in September, 
you know, uh, and my pastor used to say, nobody should be mad but the devil. So, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, you're not going to always agree. You're not going to always have the same vision. They're not going to be at the same level. But despite that, again, because we've got, you know, a a vision, we've got to focus on on the kingdom, we've got to focus on the family, we're looking for God's help, God will show up in ways and folks will show up in ways that will allow us to work together to accomplish a common goal and, again, accelerate everybody to the next level. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I, you know, I'm I'm kind of not stuck, <laughs> but a little stammering here, because when you made that comment about, hold up, <laughs> uh, Dr. Ford, when you said, hold up, wait a minute, I'm the visionary here, boom, 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 <laughs> you know, and, and um, you know what, there is not a leader listening, That's the right. LL, there is not a leader listening that has not experienced that. You might not have let it come out of your mouth, but you know exactly what we are talking about. As a matter of fact, if you are really in the trenches and really in a place of visionary expansion and conquering, you know, and calculating, you're right there right now, believe it or not. Because a lot of times when we, you know, share the vision and uh, there's always that little bit of roughage there, you know. And, right. and yes, there are those times when we have overridden uh, the those that opposed or wanted to go another way, and we were successful as visionaries. Yes. But then there are, the, there are also those times where we are tested. We are tested. And it is that moment where we experience, all right, That's right. let me hear what you want to do. Okay, all right, all right, go ahead, put that together, you know, and we have that too, and so it works out, and I believe that it's important that we are dealing with family structure. Now, listen, you heard me refer to our brother, Philip Porter, as family, so it's not always family blood, mm-hmm. all right? That's right. Uh, Family, you know, it it looks different sometimes. However, even from the generational standpoint, family, we get those, you know, kinks in there. But then there are those times when they're sitting on the sidelines saying, yes, but it doesn't look like your vision for the family is working. So we're just going to – how many of you that are listening – around the country, out of the country, when you tune in. Do you remember Color Purple? Do you remember the uh, the piece when um, they called him Mr.? Mr. was rushing into the kitchen. He was prepping for, uh, you know, his, his lady conquest. And uh, anyway, yet he was married already to <laughs> Celie <laughs> and uh, – had her working hard. Uh, she was the basically the maid of the house and the caretaker of the children and, and, and the errand runner and all of that. But uh, she just had kind of a precious spirit about herself in this particular piece. He rushed in and and uh, he wanted to do the breakfast for his lady friend, his his girl. And uh, yet, right there, Celie 
said nothing, and he was asking, well, where is this and where is that? And he was so entangled in doing this, he just decided to do it. And so he pulled everything out and tore up everything and put newspaper in. This was the old style uh, uh, what was that old style stove? Okay, brothers, help me out here. All right, kings, help me out. I don't remember. Yeah, the cast iron. And she, he stuffed in the newspapers and all of that. And then he was determined to light this fire. So he poured in, it must have been kerosene. And, you know, with no thought, just caught up in a moment, no plan, no thought, you know, no character. Everything was just hilt to skelter. And he set that fire. But there she was sitting in that rocking chair, watching and observing. She knew what was getting ready to happen. And the next thing you know, that rocking chair was empty. She was in a safe place. And yet it was. <laughs> All right. I, you know, I did that purposely. Come on, brothers, unravel that a little bit. Because I believe that in this, if we can't have some joy, if we can't, laugh about some bad choices that we made, some bad business deals, some bad, you know, missed dropped balls, whatever you want to call it, not purposefully thinking that it would hurt someone, but yet someone did get hurt or they became uh, untrusting or they became uh, well, you know, my family's not going to be able to get it together, so I'm just going to go on the gun over here and, you know, work in the coal mines, for lack of a better way to put it. <laughs> All right, Kings, let's let's work with this right here just for a moment, and then we're going to move forward. Go ahead, both of you. All right, if I can, I'd like to share a quick little story uh, on this along the same lines when we were uh, doing a – uh, vision-driven family workshop down in Mississippi about a couple of months ago. And one of the things I like to you know share with people as a visionary or the family leader and so forth, God speaks in many ways. And as a wise family leader, you learn to understand how and recognize the various different ways that God speaks. And we had one of the students in the class, she owned over a 100 acres of land, okay, and uh, been in the family for a few generations. And so we was asking her, what is your vision, what is your plans, and so forth for the land. She said she didn't have no idea. And number one, I said, did you ask the Lord? And she said, no. And I said, number two, did you ask the next generation? And she said, no. I said, well, doing this workshop, why don't you do both? <laughs> Ask the Lord and then talk to the next next generation. In her case, her next generation were people in their 40s and 50s. And believe it or not, one of the days of the workshop, some of her adult uh, kids came to the workshop and so forth. And a long story short, they had already had ideas for the property to generate income and revenue and uh, build wealth for the family, but she would never ask because of, of various various personal reasons or histories or, or whatever. So to your point, a lot of times the vision and comes through the Lord speaks in many different ways, and sometimes you might even speak to your kids. <laughs> 
which we have uh, clearly oh. found uh, found ourselves. <laughs> so, because uh, yeah. they're part of the vision and they know it's a generational vision, so they're looking at their, uh, you know, <laughs> their future as well, which is good. Absolutely. And here we have these three, uh, unless. Uh, Dr. Foreman wants to add another story, and that's absolutely fine. He shared the one about uh, his uh, uh, what was happening when he presented his plan, his idea to family and clergy leadership, etc. And you're hearing uh, the this next piece, etc., uh, as it relates to just in the simplicity of a something went. All went bad, went wrong in a movie part for uh, the color purple. All right, and then Dr. Foreman, is there something you want to add there too, or are you okay with the one that you shared from the beginning, which was the bomb? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm fine with what I already shared. <laughs> all right, but I all think right. it just points to the, I guess the nugget is just again as visionary as leaders. Again, ego can be something that gets in the way of you. Oh, wow, mm. yeah. So you gotta, wow, we yeah. both right to getting with. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, we both you at the same win. time. Ego. All right. <laughs> Amen. All right, Eagle. Check your ego. <laughs> All right, go, go ahead, doctor. You know, yeah, many times really, you do you do have to check that uh, check that ego and check that pride, you know, at the door because sometimes that pride gets in the way and we can't hear, you know, what the what the Lord is trying to tell us, right? So you know, I've experienced that a lot, and your family members don't mind helping you check it either, right? So, uh, but that's part of but that's hard, all part of the process, and you learn how to work through those over some time. You actually learn. How to like to how to laugh at those type of things and continue to move in the family forward, but you're right, Doctor Foreman. Check those uh check those egos, and it's not easy to do. <laughs> you know, not no. many easy to do in a family setting, especially if you got a you know history there with the family. So, I agree a hundred percent. Well, you know, it's just like you're saying what what happens. You know, and, and I I really thank God. I think yesterday was an epiphany for me. I've been I've been working on on my leadership, um, my visioning for the past few years to to show up differently in that position as the visionary, and to be able to allow people to work alongside me uh, even better. And um, you know, again, you know, as a visionary, as the head, um, be it male or female, you know, when you're in charge, the buck stops with you. You know, it's real easy to go to that. Well, you know, this is my deal. It's my way or the highway, and let yourself get pushed into a corner. Um, but like you know, Philip just pointed out again, then if it's moving the vision ahead, if it's moving the family ahead, if it's moving the organization ahead. You got to realize, as the quote-unquote head, that that's what you're all about doing is moving things ahead. So you got to get out of your way and make sure that hey, if this is still moving <laughs> stuff forward, okay? Hey, <laughs> you know, man. It, it, may, it may not have been the way I envisioned it or what I the way I said it, but hey, like I said, if they're gonna if they're committed to this, they can get behind this. If this is moving where you need to go, you might need to come in line with them to make sure that again. It is moving forward because the, the alternative, at least for me, you know, I'm, I'm a man, uh, I'm a, the pastor, I'm the head, the guy ordained me, quote unquote, for for leadership. Uh, I'm also my personality trait 
I'm a blue-red or red-blue, depending upon the situation that I'm in. So that red side of me, that domineering, you know, over top. And when you push me into a confrontation, it's easy for me to get to that. It's my way or the highway. But what happens is if you did take that approach, okay, it's your way or the highway. Well, they'll leave you with your way. You can have your way. You can be right there. I'm going to hit the highway. And what do you do? That's right. Amen. I agree 100%. You know, one of the things our family has done and continue to try to do it is understanding and recognizing the spiritual gifts that the, each of the family members have and recognize how the Lord works through those gifts. So if one has a spiritual gift of administration, as the visionary, you learn, okay, that's their gift. It may not be mine, so let me listen to what to what they have to say. So understanding those spiritual gifts uh, for our family has been important mm-hmm. and educational, right? We have to edu- educate ourselves and understand what are my spiritual gifts and then how do I actually apply that, like I said, either to the church, to a project, to our family, and with everybody knowing what each other's spiritual gifts are, we kind of say, well, let's, you know, let me kind of stay in my lane as the entire family or the entire church or entire project moves forward. So I just want to touch on that. If you don't know what your spiritual gifts, uh, you want to make, may learn that and talk to your pastor how you can go about learning what your spiritual gifts are and uh, keep things moving forward. Amen. You know, and, and uh, ironically enough, for those who are tuning in again, I know that I sent out a bunch of invites to the business community and contracts and those kind of things. And you say, well, I thought you guys were going to talk about maximizing the money. You know, one of the things that I that I uh, also wanted to add as a tagline was maximizing the money and the opportunities. And and we're on track. I just want you guys to know we're on track. We're on point. And we're going to actually circle back around and maybe talk a little bit more commerce ease today, but again, we're on point. Again, you got to learn how to maximize the resources, maximize right. that, that you've been given. And so, you know, uh, that's what we're talking about today, how you maximize those resources, the personal resources, the Amen, gifts right. that, have, that have been given to you to be able to work with and alongside, develop, cultivate, all all along that way. And so, again, you know, um, we want to make sure that you're maximizing those resources. That That's the goal today. And so, you know, again, just want to throw that out there for somebody who may be listening. I thought they were going to talk about business. They're talking about the church. Well, hey, you know, uh, we're talking about kingdom business. That's right. <laughs> you know, and there's a way that you do business that actually winds up leading you to a place of, uh, of benefit. Um, the Bible says uh, a place of uh, of when you're prospering good, where you're 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 good having good prosperity and so and good success and so you want to that's the kind of thing you want to have like so we're talking about those principles, those strategies, those structures, the underpinnings that lead to good success. Amen. I just want to ditto that. So when you get in a loan, and we'll be talking about this shortly, whether it's any type of financing, whether it's debt financing or equity financing or crowdfunding, anytime dealing in the uh, money arena, it does come back to relationships, right? It does come back to those personal uh, resources, like Dr. Foreman has said. So it's all intertwined there. We just got to get educated on how that is. 
So, and let me. I, I'm going to say this. This is uh, the little piece I'll add here, and then we're going to go right into those areas, the resources, the strategies, and the relationships, even in the sense of public figures, politicians. Listen, senators, legislators, representatives. You deal with moving money when you move bills that impact communities, budgets. And a lot of times when you are standing there and you have the attention of the house, the floor, and you present that bill, that budget, and you can agree with us that at that moment, You start out like this peer family, P-E-E-R. And yet as you began to speak that bill, now folks get a little uncomfortable. Now they start sitting up, and you can tell that, all right, they're not feeling it or uh, it's getting ready to be, you know, a separation of uh, uh, the D- uh, DFL, the GOP, the independent, whatever. And so, again, egos get in the way. Um, attitudes are building, et cetera, you know, because they can't agree with you concerning that. So I'm saying what we shared with you preliminarily can benefit you in how you function and flow even when you go back to that floor, when you go back there. There, These are skills and things that we forget about because our egos get in the way. And we do sometimes, many times, need to step back and check ourselves and it can be perfectly done and yet it is still scrutinized objected to and even blocked all right gentlemen let's now deal with maximizing money and its resources strategies and all that comes with that your mics are open yeah <clears throat> So I want to just back up, and then I'm going to launch uh, the doctor so that he can share. Um, we did a show uh, back in April, and we dealt with um, designated dollars, created opportunities, and their impact or not. And in that, we talk a lot about, and we hear a lot of times from the community perspective, you know, how information is not being disseminated or access to resources not being granted. And, you know, thank God our speakers gave us a very balanced approach. We had everybody from community organizers to state senators as part of that conversation. And, uh, you know, they, they told us that, hey, there's some personal responsibility that folks in the community, entrepreneurs, et cetera, have to take. Uh, and we take that and we receive that. And then we also lob the ball back to say, okay, well, what can you do on the other side, and um, you know, Philip didn't join us for those those talks, but having a conversation with him right after that, you know, he brought up again, and in a sense, taking personal responsibility, really recognizing that you're you're in the driver's seat, 
that there are times where you receive resources, we receive resources as uh, minority entrepreneurs, minority vendors, uh, community folks who are launching into the commerce arena. We receive opportunities, but we don't maximize them. And so, again, in his seat as a loan officer, one who is uh, responsible, one who has access, one who allocates dollars to individuals and businesses and the like, he has a unique perspective about, again, why, what is it that we need to be doing uh, to maximize those situations or maybe what is it that we're not doing? So, Philip, could you bring a little clarity to us about, about you know, why you feel we're not maximizing? What do you mean by maximizing those opportunities or maximizing that money? Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah, we're not, uh, in my opinion, and based on my experience as a, a loan officer and helping many, many businesses that never thought they was ever going to get funding for their business, uh, the biggest thing uh, we generally see is we just don't know the rules of the game. And I tell my clients, you know, you need to look at it as a game and actually know what the rules are. You know, understand that when you're playing basketball, you need to know what's out of bounds. Okay, you need to know where the three-point shot is. I mean, you need to know what the rules of the game if you're going to play the game. Because in many cases, when it comes to funding and maximizing your dollars and when it comes to business, the, the loan committees who is making that decision about your loan, they do not know you. They don't know anything about you except what's on a piece of paper. And it's a lot of things that can actually be put on that paper. So what I like to start with is, okay, well, what are those specific one, two, three tools that I need to maximize my dollar when it comes to a small business or when it comes to equity investors or what have you? And many of us may have kind of heard these, uh, what I'm going to share with you, these tips here. But uh, I want to just take a quick minute. You can always contact me uh, later as well. But it's what we call the rules of lending. It's called the seven C's, C as in Charlie, uh, of lending. And if you educate these, if you educate yourself, educate your family to these seven points I'm going to give you, and we don't necessarily have time to go through all of them today, this will put you in the position to better maximize your dollar for a generation. Uh, the first one is called credit, and we all kind of know about credit. Some of us want to avoid it and what our credit score is. But understanding that process and getting educated on the value of credit, number one, is very important. And all lending institutions may look at it a little bit differently, but just knowing the first of the seven C's is credit and your credit score. The second of the C's is collateral. And uh, basically is, you know, what that is basically saying is if I default on my loan, uh, they're going to come and take some type of asset. Many people in our community, we don't have collateral because we don't own homes. Many of us that did, we lost it you know, in the you know, the recession that we went through. But there's other ways to actually move forward, uh, even if you don't have collateral. But once again, you need to know what the rules are. So rule one, credit. Rule two, collateral. Rule three is capital. 
well, how much of my own money did I, I need to put in in order to get a loan or to get an investor? And the tip of that is generally 10 to 20% of whatever you're asking for. The loan, uh, the people providing you with the loan, that's what they're looking for, just to kind of give you an idea. Some may ask for less, some may ask for more, but that's uh, average. Uh, so C, number four, is capacity. And from a business point of view, we look at it, what is the business ability to repay and what is your personal ability to repay? Because everyone, Dr. Foreman, I'm sure, can share with you with uh, the businesses that we work with, usually when you start in a business, you also pull in from personal money as well. So that's why that capacity, what is your ability, capacity to, re, to repay? And number five is condition. Uh, what kind of condition, what kind of idea, how strong is your business idea? So that's why business plan and marketing plan is so important. But most of us, the clients that we see, has never, ever written a business plan, ever. And you don't need a college degree to do so, right? We just need to have the education. So nothing is, I mean, we got people that we give loans to, they don't even have a college degree, you know, just barely maybe have a GED, but I see it's more than you just need to know what the rules are of the game is what I keep saying. And number six is cash flow. You know, you may have heard cash is king. Cash is king. Everybody want to know how the cash is going to flow, right? And that's in your best interest. Many of our small businesses, they don't know where their money is going. only thing they know is going out, going in one door and going out the other. But we haven't been taught well, how do we measure that. And the last one, which we actually started out with, is what we look at is character. That's why at the beginning when we talk, start talking about maximizing your money, because if you don't have collateral, for example, we may uh, ask you, well, give us the name of your pastor at church, and he can vouch for your character. So the character piece, uh, these other resources, relationships, so if you don't have collateral, you may have a poor credit score. But if uh, you're upstanding in the community and some people will vouch for you, I mean, that's all good with some organizations for getting lending and maximizing your dollars. So that's just some uh, seven tips. Obviously, we have workshops that go into these in more detail. But uh, that just kind of wanted to share some actually concrete seven tips for you of what we look for and the take to try to remove some of the, the color out of it if we can educate ourselves and become responsible. Absolutely. Can you do us a favor, uh, Brother Philip, and, and Apostle, you probably feel free to jump in too. Uh, can you drill down on a couple of these for us? Uh, sure. You know, two in particular that, that uh, jumped out to me uh, was number six, cash flow, and again, what do you mean by that? How is that okay. tracked? Okay. Okay. Uh, and the other one was in, in capacity, going to deal with, again, what do we mean by capacity? Okay. Well, let's start with cash flow first. Uh, an example I like to give is people in the trades, like they're carpenters or plumbers or roofers or concrete uh, 
uh, businesses, and this can apply to caterers as well, you know, you can actually make a profit in your business but have no money. And basically what I mean in the case of a plumber, for example, they may do a plumbing job. Uh, this is more or less maybe in a commercial setting where they may not be paid for 90 days. So they're doing work, but they're actually not going to see cash money for 90 days. But in the meantime, they still got to pay their bills, right? They still got to pay for water. They still got to pay for their insurance. So even though their business is making a profit, there could be some months in there that they're shorter cash because the income and expenses don't come in at the same time of the month. So that's why we like to know that what we call that cash flow. When is money actually coming to me in? When I say money, actually dollars. When you actually getting a dollar, actually getting a check in your hand, and when you actually got to pay a bill. Sometimes they don't always uh, line up. Just personally, like most of us may get paid once a week, or some get paid twice a month. Some people get paid monthly, but those bills are coming in all the time. So that's why we say that cash flow, knowing what that is, even though you make a profit, you may be cash short. Hopefully that answers that question. Sure. Okay. And feel free to uh, ask more. And the, well, I think the other one. Actually, was, what, what, comes up, what comes up in that, too, then, so what do you do? Okay. You have a business like that where you've got some accounts receivable, you've got a 90-day notice you were out there where you're waiting for your money to come in. Um, you know, you're doing good work, your people are going to pay you, but it's kind of trickling in versus flowing in. What do you do? Well, there's organizations, uh, whether it's uh, the organization I work for, and there's many of them throughout the country, that do specifically what we call contract financing, which means people will give you a loan against a, a job which means that you already, you know, you got a contract to do the job. The job is for $10,000, but you're not going to see that $10,000 for 90 days or 120 days. So organizations will give you a loan for that $10,000, and so you can pay your bills until you actually get paid. So there are organizations out there that actually will do that for that for a specific project in order to what we call fill the gap between the time that you're working and spending money and putting your hard-on labor into it before you actually get paid. So there is, and uh, so if you're asking for any, if you talk to a bank or any organization that does lending, you ask them, do they have a contract financing program or a short-term gap financing type of program? That okay, helps. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was short-term financing, gap yep. financing, uh, yep. contract financing are the terms you want to talk about with the bank. With the yes, market. that's correct. Okay. Those are the terms you want to use. Let's continue this, uh, and because I want to make it known to our listeners, those who have uh, called in and are live on the line, and even those of you who are listening via the Internet. And uh, you can call in live if you choose to do so, 646 
595-3620. Press 1. Press number 1 if you have a question that you would like to ask. This is all about you. It really is. And we're making this platform available for you. As our commentator, uh, Ms. Lydia Iniosa, of Executive Director of Cultural Connections, would say, Monday is the best day of the week as far as she's concerned. She says it this way. Make sure you have a pen and pencil and take notes. Take notes. Do you know that there are those who, when they're listening to quality information, even sitting in services, all right, sitting in workshops, sitting in conferences, and yet they will not turn on their audio function on their phone device or their laptop or physically are writing because Again, let's go back to check your ego because you don't want anyone to know that you are lacking in some of these areas. And we have got to, there's some things that I have to acknowledge and deal with in my own areas so that I can go ahead and listen, not just be an eagle, but soar. And there are times if you ever have looked at and studied the character of that eagle, there are those times when that eagle is hidden and will beat its wings, feathers against hard places, rocks, to get rid of those old feathers. You see a glorious bald eagle. But have you ever thought about what that eagle went through to look glorious and soar the way that it does? And then there's that season where after you do that behind the scenes and you have to now be restored and those, you know, feathers are growing back. But right at that moment, if something, someone walked up on you, you would look hideous because of the fact that you've beat yourself that way to get rid of the old feathers that you now know are a hindrance. And sometimes you might have to ride that moment out. Let the naysayers say whatever they want to. But if you know that you are applying principle and you are doing what is necessary to be better at what you must do, it's okay. That's it's right. okay. Would either uh, of you agree with that? And so go ahead, either one of you. Yeah, well, I would agree 100% uh, is that uh, no one knows everything and, you know, uh, many of our clients and people that we work with and even in our own family, it's just that, you know, understand that we just haven't been taught everything or we haven't been exposed to everything. You know, our guy is a good barber. You know, he went to barber school, but nobody told him, well, you know, but he never went to school on how to get a loan or how to get an equity investor or how to do crowdfunding. 
That's the only difference. It's just that you haven't learned it yet, uh, and that's okay. I mean, I have, I got an MBA, and I didn't even know this. So I tell, so don't get to the, you know, whether you uh, have education or don't have education. Either way, it's a lot of things some of us don't know. We talk to attorneys, they and they don't even know the, all of the ins and outs regarding lending but they might be a good attorney. So, uh, like you said, I think some of us have to check our pride and ego, and you're just not learning it for yourself. I mean, I like to tell people, whatever you learn, pass it to the next generation, please. So today, mm-hmm. if I give you, you know, these seven C's for learning and maximizing your dollars, uh, make sure you write it down and share it with your kids. I mean, you know, this is generational we're talking about. And the only way they're going to learn is that that, uh, we learn it and pass it on. (laughs) And be comfortable with sharing this broadcast, this podcast, with as many folks as you know. Mm -hmm. Clergy, do so. You know, just post it. What do you have to lose? You are showing that you are concerned concerned about that family. You are concerned about the flock, that the flock is as strong and as is vitally in position to accomplish whatever their independent and interdependent task and relationships are. That's a given. So we, we've got to think differently. And so here's the resources. We're not holding this to ourselves. Uh, Dr. Foreman and I, we don't have all this information. We don't know all of this. And that's why you've heard me say from day one when I started broadcasting years ago, taking platforms by force, is this. I eat from the best tables. And because of that, I want to share, oh, my gosh, I want to share the menu with you that I would be stronger and better and more complete as you equally so eat and do as well. And then looking at your influence around you, but don't forget what that ego has to go through. It is a designated assignment behind the scenes. There are those times. And so don't fail to do that. And yours may take a little bit longer. Maybe mine will take a little bit longer beating those old feathers away because we didn't step away at the designated time. Now we're getting it. So it may take a little bit longer to recover, but then again, it's something about obedience. When you obey the exact timing of the Lord, he said, I've drawn you with loving kindness. Oh, my goodness. And so when you step aside at your designated moment in time, sometimes he will reward you by not allowing you to be hidden for double time or triple time. That's what the court systems do. But he is the yeah. greatest judge that we will ever know. Now, let's continue. So I want to say this okay, is your we're appointed looking, time. And your appointed, this is your appointed time. time. 
So let's go ahead and get it. We were in the middle of, of having uh, Brother Phillips share on capacity as well. So can you tell, tell us what you mean by that and uh, how do we how do we do that? How do we address issues of capacity? Okay. Uh, a capacity in uh, terms as it relates to lending, that is what we call your ability to repay the loan. How much resources or where is the money coming from in regards to your ability to repay the loan? So that's why when it comes from education, we said that's why the financials, uh, projections and balance sheets and uh, profit and loss statements, that's one reason why we have to have those type of documents because it shows our capacity. It shows us where the money is coming from and where it's going to and the expenses that we're paying, the salaries that we're paying, and including in that we have enough money to actually pay off the loan. And I always tell people some jobs, some catering jobs may not be a good job because if you cater the job and you're going to lose money, that may not be a good idea unless, you wanna, unless you're losing money because you're trying to increase brand awareness. So, but it comes back to it's an educated decision that you're going to make. So having that mm-hmm. capacity, and in some of my cases, uh, the personal capacity is involved in that too because we don't want people to take from their personal finances uh, or at least minimize that because you still got to pay your bills. We don't want you to run a business and lose your home or run a business and lose your car because you're putting so much money in your business, you can't pay your car note. So mm-hmm. that's why we we look at that uh, entire thing because we get clients, believe it or not, they ask for $5,000 and we might actually – I didn't think this happened, but it does. We actually give people more than what they ask for. Now, that's pretty rare, so let me let me qualify that. But it's all, you know, generally it's coming back to the capacity because they not, they get, when you hear the term, they just got enough money to fail, that's what that means. They really wasn't looking at the capacity, and they didn't have enough money to take them through the entire project or through the entire year. So that's why that's uh, so important. But none of this information, even though it might be new, is nothing that you can't learn. It's nothing that you can't learn. It's just that we just have to take time, learn the rules. Like in basketball, once they learn the rules, now they got to start taking shots. They're not going to make them all the time. They're not going to even make the layup all the time. But you got to start mm-hmm. taking some mm-hmm. educated shots. So I think I hear in there somewhere, um, mm-hmm. Philip, that we have to factor ourselves in and our um, living expenses into what we're out to do as business owners or entrepreneurs. We're launching in there. Yeah. That has to. Yep. Well, that's very important because you don't want to lose the foundation, right? The home base, right? I've seen too many people getting divorced, getting this or that all over a business when the business is actually supposed to be helping the family, it's actually hurting the family. So you mm. need correct. So that's why that capacity, business and personal, especially at the beginning of your business life, that's 
very critical until the business can totally stand on its own. Okay. So actually I want you to lead us a little bit in that. And and, and um, so if I'm, you know, uh, fairly, I'm, well, I'm a business. I wasn't going to say a new business, but a fairly young business or even I think probably even an existing business. And I'm mm-hmm. looking for, um, you know, to, to expand. I'm, I'm, I'm up to, I've got some capacity. I've got some track record. I've been able to do some things, but it's not. I don't have, quite have the resources right now. So that okay. would approach, you know, you or another lender or potential funders. Mm-hmm. It may be feasible to include in my request something that would include my living expenses as part of the operation or, or ongoing um, revenues for the business. That's that's correct. It's called you know include that household budget which none of us really like to do, right? If I ask most of our clients before they come to go, do they have a household budget? Everyone heard of it, but they never really do it. And then they get a little annoyed when a loan officer asks for it. So what we're just saying is, yes, that is an important component because ultimately, you know, it comes down to we just seen too many families destroyed over a business, you know, over their business. And, you know, they spend more time at the business than they spend at home. Okay? So we don't want them to – we want to keep you all in the right perspective, keep the foundation solid, and, you know, build on, build on top of that. So that you're at, having that household budget is important. We like to know what is your personal net worth, okay, which means, if you're not sure what personal net worth means, if you paid all of your expenses and people that you owe and compare that with all the assets that you have, if you subtract the total value of assets from your total value of expenses, what do you have left? So we'd like to know what a person's net worth is because we want to grow your we want you to grow your net worth. So the household budget, personal net worth, lending institutions have a tendency to ask that for your personal and for your business. And then I just try to get all of my business. That's right. <laughs> so don't, don't yeah, you're right. That's a good that's a good point because they you know people want to know well, why they want to know that why they want to know that. And uh, and banks are not necessarily going to educate you on why they're asking for what they're asking for, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying is that that's why we need to understand what's behind what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. So, this is so. This is so potent, absolutely potent information to take folks to take us to another level and i i i'm going to trust that people are taking notes etc um let's go a little bit deeper in this please uh our 50 percent dr philip 
Philip Porter. <laughs> yes, yes, I <laughs> when they, you know, I, I took some time as we were talking and went and got that link. So it's it's in the description of today's show, uh, uh-huh. and it says 50%, Dr. Phillips. So you'll see <laughs> what that was all about when you click on that link and listen to that phenomenal broadcast, listeners. Um, I Would you please uh, delve or open up a little bit more as it relates to, as you made reference, uh, what you are going to bring to the table, the percentage. Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Foreman, did you deal with capital? You dealt with capital, correct? Not yet. Oh, okay. We dealt with cash flow and with capacity. We didn't even touch capital yet. Okay. All right. So let's let's look at that, that capital piece again. Um, and also uh, the other piece, is, well, let's go ahead and do that. That capital piece, will you okay. open that up, uh, how much of your own money, et cetera, uh, because if you g- put that in and you get the loan and then end in a deficit, how are you paying this back? So let's let's answer these. Let's take our time. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. From the from a loan perspective, they you know they want to see your st- stability and uh, various things, and they want to see how serious. How serious are you with your, you know, your business idea is the reason for them asking for you to put some of your own money in. And some of it, uh, even if, uh, for example, some people, some of our clients get funding from relatives, for example. And we say, geez, if a relative is going to lend you money, they know you better than we do. So if that's the case, then we might just lend you money as well. So there's sometimes more than what's on the surface that's actually going on, but we also like to say that uh, if a person got skin in the game, they're gonna they don't want to lose their own money. So if they don't want to lose their own money, then they're most likely not to uh, you know lose our money as well. But it's a risk. I mean, there's no perfect situation, uh, and lending institutions know that 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 happens. Some things happen beyond a client's control, but all of this is education, what we call the educational education uh, risk. And generally in our community, very few people, a lot of people may not even have 10%, right? That's actually part of why they come in to get the loan in the first place. Right. Okay. And so we try to help them with you know, a household budget and, you know, is there some things they can maybe make some sacrifices in order to achieve their goal, okay? So uh, whatever that may be. So sometimes it's, you know, you got to, like I said, you got to bring some things to the table too, and it's not personal. You just need to know why I keep going back to knowing what the rules of the games are and making those sacrifices. And we're, you know, many organizations, we're, many organizations out there are there to help you. Now there's some out there to take advantage of you. Don't get me wrong. So you have to really know uh, those organizations and what questions to ask when you're talking to them. 
so can I can I take that approach? Let's say this is all in a sense a new discussion to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think business is shifting from what I've seen in the past several years, particularly with technology that are out there now and yeah. uh, and, and and the such. But you know, okay, I, I'm a good. Uh, I'm throwing something out here. Example: I'm a good painter, and I've been painting for years, and I've got you know, a, a decent clientele, but I've kind of recognized that, you know, um, there's more opportunities that are out here and I can really take my business to the next level. But what I know is painting. I've been a good painter. i got lots of satisfied customers. You know, I've got mm-hmm. vendors who, who will vouch for me and say, you know, yep, you know, uh, you know, never left us with a debt. You know, he's always managed to, you know, get the money in at some point and catch up the accounts. Um, and I, but I don't know anything about all these different nuances. Can I show up at your office and say, Hey man, listen, I don't know nothing about nothing except what I, what I do. Okay. It's painting, but I, I got a sense. I got a feeling. I see some things, you know, opportunities, uh, fund, bid proposals, whatever, solicitation, RPs. I see some things out here. I want to do that. Can I show up at the table and have you help me and not laugh at me? <laughs> Well, yep, that's what we do, right? And regardless of what what level, you know, we uh, and you know, some of our clients don't even know what questions to even ask, and that's mm. what we're there for, right? And you, and it's not only just our organization. There are a lot of organizations around the country, a lot of good nonprofits uh, and so forth, uh, SCORE, and so forth, that can give you a tremendous amount of uh, help. You just have to be willing to show up the table and get the information. That's what you all you know, we have to do: get and show up and get the information. So, okay. and uh, is it easy? No, right? Because many of them, mm. this is our first time, and you know, something when you're learning something new, right? It, it can be very mm. challenging when you're learning something new. But if you're in it for the long term, you can make it. Uh, you can make it. You can make it happen. Hmm. Outstanding. Outstanding. And I don't know where your time is at, Brother Philip, today, or so I say 50% Dr. Porter. I, I tend to refer everybody's brother and sister. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, again, we want to honor that today and also for our listening audience. But I think this conversation has been really rich. And um, is there anything else, Apostle, you want to drill down or anything? Uh, how's your time, I guess, brother? That would be a good question to ask. How's your time? We're already over our, our one-hour period. Yeah, I should probably be in the next next 10, 15 minutes be uh, moving on. All right. Absolutely. Here's what I would like to see happen. I would like for you to uh, – Summarize this, the seven C's actually summarize, uh, because, again, this is important, the understanding and the fact that there are resources for people to go to. But a lot of times some of the resources, maybe not resources, but the organizations, et cetera, maybe folks have gone there or maybe they're at a critical point in their lives and they really don't, you know, want anybody to know that they're struggling in that 
business, that business that is existing, or they're lacking some understanding about something that is very critical. And, and, and so that's hard to deal with. So, you know, what I'd like for you to summarize as it relates to, you know, the eagle character uh, and, and, and this piece right here, because if we don't find our place as in humility and as, um, shall I say, humble servants doing what we do as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as uh, ones being in uh, politics or being in clergy or being community uh, uh, engagement organizations and have received uh, RFPs or uh, are approaching to get RFPs, etc. cetera, uh, that doubt that you won't get it, so you're not even going to go after it, that flaw because you dropped the ball or you missed the deal or wasn't able to fulfill the capacity, and so now you're feeling as though you can't move forward. So I'd like for you to just take a few here and uh, deal with that aspect for us as we wind up, and then Dr. Foreman. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Well, I just want to encourage any, uh, everyone, if, if you know anybody who is successful, they, you know, they dropped the ball, they didn't, there's so much information they know they may have failed on a project, not may have, they have failed on the project. There's so many uh, hurdles that they wasn't able to jump, uh, but they hung in there. And I don't know, I got several clients that uh, last year won some major awards with our organization. But, you know, four or five years previously, they didn't even know how to read a balance sheet or, or if I said cash flow, they had no clue. But they hung in there, and they was willing to learn. And you fast forward five years later, and I got one client who went from basically zero, now is pushing a million dollars in sales this year. Okay? And does he have a college degree? No. I mean, he happened to be a painter. I can say that with a lot of different areas. So is not knowing normal? Yes. Is failing in a few areas normal? Yes. Is it very challenging? Yes. But can you educate yourself and can you overcome? Can you uh, learn what you need to learn? Can you learn about cash flow? Yes. All of that you can definitely learn. It's not. Uh, it's only difficult because we just don't know what the rules are yet. And many of us, we have to be, uh, like they have to be humble, and know what we don't know, but also understand that the goal that we can get there, like I said, with God is all things possible, and we can get there, and relationships is a big part of it. You know, a good mentor, uh, you know, a good pastor, some of those emotional roller coaster rides we go through from business ownership, all of that is just as important as the seven C's, <laughs> Okay. And I just want to say I've been through it personally, and I've helped enough clients now, our organization has. NDC has been around 25 years next year, and uh, we got clients who started out 
Ground Zero and now sits on our board uh, of directors now. So uh, it's just exciting to see. If you would have looked at their resume when they came in the door, you would have thought, not me, or I couldn't never do it, or uh, my family said I couldn't do it, the community said I couldn't do it, but God said I could do it. So i like to encourage people to hang in there, get to organizations like uh, a good bank or a good uh, lending institution, and get the good support system. And you can maximize your money for generations. You, sh- you really can. So that's that's the, awesome. the words I wanted to awesome, share. Awesome, awesome. I've got a couple of things. So uh, let's talk about relationships. Philip, how can folks get a hold of you? How can you be reached? Uh, I can reach. I'm uh, can be reached at the Neighborhood Development Center, and my direct number is six five one three seven nine eight one one seven six five one three seven nine eight one one seven and we're located uh in St. Paul. And there's other organizations like ours in the Twin Cities, so if St. Paul is not convenient, I can refer you to other organizations and nonprofits that might be closer to your uh closer to your location. So I would be happy to do that uh as well. Amen. And uh you know, if language is the issue, like if you speak Spanish or other types of languages, we try to help people in those areas as well because we do have, uh, in our organization and many organizations, sometimes you just have to ask if you speak Spanish, if they have a loan officer that speaks Spanish. Or if they Hmong, ask if they got a loan officer that speaks Hmong. So ask, to ask, ask, ask. No harm in asking. <laughs> like ask and you shall receive, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me say this, and, and Apostle, I will lob to you for the last comment for the show today. Um, but also, again, this is about relationships, as as the 50% doctor shared with you. Again, show up and get the information. Mm-hmm. I always like to say it this way, educate your ignorance. And, again, you know, that's my task, what I'm committed to creating in various different arenas, is people uh, people have opportunity and access the information and resources, this show, this broadcast, your destination, as Apostle says, each Monday, this is a way for you to begin to educate your ignorance, to get the information that you need regarding your finances, who to talk to, where to go, what's going on, how to keep your money in the black. Again, you know, we we, uh, have a network of things that we do to get educate you. Uh, coming soon to the Twin Cities, Joseph Business School of Minnesota. Again, an entrepreneurial training program that will help you to educate your ignorance, know how to play the game, and be successful. Uh, the Kingdom Billionaire Conference, which we host each year. Again, a financial literacy and faith conference, again, to, to help you to get the information that you need to know and get an action around putting your money and your resource to work for you. And then, of course, each and every, every, every week, um, our ministry sponsors a cash flow game uh, every Monday night somewhere around the metro area where you can come learn how to play. In that game, you learn the language of finance. You learn 
how to look at it in between, you know, being an entrepreneur, business owner, and also having a job. You learn about assets, again, what they are, real estate, investing, stocks, bonds. And so we were committed to you getting the education. We've set up the platforms. We're bringing things into existence. Now it's up to you, family, community, to get plugged in. I can be reached one of two ways. Um, Feel free to call me. Again, I'm going to give you my cell phone number, 651-276-8776. Again, that's 651-276-8776. I can also be reached uh, via email. My email address is drloyce, that's D-R-L-O-Y-A-C-E, at gmail.com. Again, D-R-L-O-Y-A-C-E at gmail.com. So, again, you can have access. You've got relationship. Get the information. Get it working for you. Apostle, the ball's in your court. <laughs> this has been so invigorating, enlightening, and I know it even brought a little bit of frustration. That's when you know it's working. Why do mm-hmm. I say that? Because it's uncomfortable. It's working. It's uncomfortable. It's working. Have you ever taken, have you ever been, why am I being so real and raw this morning? Have you ever taken a uh, something for being constipated? <laughs> and <laughs> it is, come on now, all right. It's yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah. You're taking something because you're uncomfortable. Light bulb goes on. You take something for it, and it still takes a minute, maybe longer, depending on your circumstance. And all of a sudden, it starts working. It starts moving. And there's a little bit of discomfort in the movement of it. Because now you've got to clean up, all right? So we know it's been a little bit uncomfortable, but it is good for us, and I know we all can agree to that. So you know what? Uh, We are so grateful for having uh, our friend and one of the the kings right at the table with us on the business of Monday Money Talk, the Black Money Team. And again, singing, uh, shouting out our prayers to uh, our commentator, Lydia Iniosa, for her and her family. Uh, You heard what's getting ready to come up. You heard the content. Share it. Please do so. Share it. Now, I want you to set your your clocks for 6 p.m. Central Standard Time tonight. And uh, go to Minneapolis Television Network, that's Cable Access Channel 16, or their website, mtn.org. That is where uh, another platform that uh, we've taken and uh, our youth initiative, YIG Showcase Rising Stars, Media Mentorship, Teen Technology Initiative, and they were selected to do the documentation and producing of news coverage for the city of Minneapolis 2017 Youth Violence Prevention Week, which 
is was in collaboration with the national leg, and you're not going to want to miss this. They were creative and on point. They did not want to be a part of the performances. They wanted to tell the story, and they took that challenge and knocked it out the box. YIG Showcase Rising Stars tonight, 6 p.m., and we will also premiere it on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash GMN Live TV. So don't miss that. And uh, show them some love and likes. Will you do that for me? These are your up-and-coming entrepreneurs, uh, educators, civic engagers who know they are masterful. So I'm excited about that for them. And so don't, don't miss that, definitely. And also, I'm giving you some GMS buzz right now, and also coming up, on uh, the, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, on the 24th, June 24th. Now, Second Chance, uh, that's headed by William Pierce, and uh, he does an outstanding job of bringing a quality gospel music to the Twin Cities and from within the Twin Cities. But on June 24th at 5 p.m. at Famous Dave Uptown, that's Famous Dave Uptown. You're going to want to be there to hear the saxophonist Antonio Allen. Along, this is an evening of gospel jazz celebrating the fathers, obviously, also. And so that's 5 p.m. at Famous Dave Uptown. Now, all of this is listed on our GMN Live TV page. Uh, on Facebook and Twitter, and if you want to be a part of the mailing list for Grace Media Services, uh, you can do that as well. And so inclusive of that, performing are the old OLE timers, Trevon Dunlap, Feed the Spirit Band, and it will be hosted by Minnesota's very own Shed G. All right, so get that information, be supportive, and let's celebrate it. And don't forget, show some love for these young people. Their broadcast is tonight at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. So check it out, comment, and subscribe. Let them know you were right there. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today. And again, we celebrate this king, Philip Porter. He'll be back with us. He knows he has a seat at the table with his name <laughs> on it, but his name is 50% doctor. <laughs> All right. We've got All right. to go Thank now. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Dr. Foreman. Thank you.